0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first uh, Euras podcast. We will do our best to keep it as town-related as possible. Uh, I can only think of Kiefer Moore, I think, who we've played uh, and has visited uh, town. Oh, actually, no, I guess there'll be some Chelsea players. Did may some play in the 7-1 hammering. We've got Mike McKay in here and Hannah. T- Mike is allowed on when Tom isn't here, uh, just in case it raises his blood pressure. Uh, and he asks about, uh, you know, uh, Grisby being relegated and such uh mike thank you very much for joining us how is everything in your end of the woods
1: yeah good thanks Mike.
0: good good uh, and hannah is there as well she's got the fan on apparently but we can't hear it so if you can hear a hum uh no apologies uh, it is boiling uh so unless you want everyone having a solero hannah how is everything at your end has hugh come down from the uh the amazing one all uh draw with switzerland yeah
2: everything's good um He's still banging on about the goal, but, you know, England are, are going to go further, aren't they?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he was the most optimistic on the predictions we asked everyone to send in. I mean, we will revisit them at the end of the uh, tournament so everyone can see how stupid everyone was. Because what of mine to begin with was I put Turkey down as the dark horses and they came well out of the traps, like an Ian Holloway side facing after their first one and only preseason game. Uh, did anybody see it? Did anybody watch Nesim Dorma? Did that get anyone's blood pumping?
1: How was it for you two? Yeah, yeah. I had a... Sorry. Yeah, I had a watch. Um, I thought it was um, <laughs> very untypical of an Italian team uh, of late. I thought they passed the ball quite well. And like yourself, I was very disappointed with with Turkey, who I did think would have been a team that would offer a little bit more than what they did. And what about you, Hannah? Did, did the music, was it, was it the
0: music that got you interested? Was it the remote control car?
2: The car was ridiculous. I'm sorry, but that is not what I like to see at a football match.
0: Has that been seen since? Don't think so. I mean, it would be quite nice to see it, like, emerge from between the pontoon and the findus <laughs> as <laughs> some kid tries to run on after it to try and nick it. Um, but yeah, that was really bizarre. I thought it had been there everywhere, but there we go. Um, it was a, it was a half decent start. Italy played pretty, particularly well. Turkey, as I said, were my dark horses and I thought they, they would, you know, they hadn't been defeated in a while, but Italy hadn't been defeated in 27. They're the statistics for you. Um, since missing out on their, uh, their qualification to the world cup last time around, which they saw as a massive dent in their, uh, in their nation's, uh, Humility and their pride. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a weird start, hasn't it? How have you? How do you guys take to, to to tournaments? Do you watch all the games? Do you just watch a few of them? What about you, Mike?
1: Yeah, I, I generally watch all of them. Um, don't know why. There's only something about a a global or a a continental tournament that makes you watch games such as uh, Macedonia um, playing. But I generally watch all of them if I can. Yeah, I think I've watched all of them so far as well.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I could get away with that. Hannah, how many have you been able to, to get away with? I assume there's been at least two in the house. Uh yeah. unless Hugh did not want to watch the Wales game.
2: No, we definitely had that one on. We actually had a, a family a what family watch of that is parents' house. Um but I've been able to watch bits of all of them. Um in between Peppa Pig and anything else that a two-year-old does. <laughs>
0: i have exactly the same problem but mine is slight uh, well not more vocal i guess they're about the same on the decimal level but uh, his his insults are more pointed <laughs> i guess <laughs> um i've been able to sort of put it in between pitch uh, videos of the loud house and and youtube um let's talk about the england game 1-0 pretty professional performance from my opinion did any of you have any worries when the team, there seemed to be a lot of discussion about the team sheet. Were you, were you all happy with how that came out? Was that what you were expecting? Hannah, you said it was the first time you've seen a lot of them. Who was the one that stood out for you? Was there anyone you were expecting to see in the team?
2: Uh, well, yeah, so I, I don't really follow, you know, Premier League and that sort of thing. Um, so the last I'd seen of England, Trippi was playing, so I wasn't surprised to see him because I haven't been following the other guys. So, um, I can see in hindsight why people were um, but he had a decent game and I thought Phillips was outstanding Um yeah Rick re- played really well Um yeah just in general it was a well put together squad and I think the subs happened at the right time
0: that's a good point we might have to come on to that in a second Mike you're a proud Yorkshireman uh so i assume you know everything about calvin phillips including what school he went to and what he had for dinner last week
1: can we just can we call him the yorkshire purlo from now on please is that what it is that's what it is yeah
0: <laughs> how many how many different denominations of Perlo are there in the world
1: uh there's two there's calvin phillips and there's disley that's about it and what about purlo no he's not good enough <laughs> there's no disley is he
0: <laughs> um how did you find it i mean were you expecting that sort of thing i imagine you know well, you must at least see 15,000 Leeds shirts anywhere within uh, where you come from. Uh, was, that expe- was that expected? Were, were you expecting that sort of performance from him?
1: I wasn't actually. Um, I've, I've not really watched much of Leeds this year. So I sort of have the impression, probably wrongly, of him just being a basic holding midfielder. Um, I was actually quite pleasantly surprised today where he didn't really play in that role. Um, sort of got... In between, in between the midfield uh, and the attackers, and started linking the play up nicely, which is, from from what you hear about him, um, isn't what you generally expect from him.
0: Now, Croatia obviously defeated us in the uh, World Cup semi-finals three years ago. Was this what you were? Were you surprised with what they didn't come to the party with? I found them to be very defensive.
1: Yeah, I thought they sat in quite a lot, but I also I also think in 2018 we in the World Cup we sort of let Modric run amok in the midfield and I think from how how we were set up today with Rice um, and Phillips I think that was pretty much um, stopped from happening which is I think why they didn't really have anything because they weren't given the space or the or the the chance to do any of that Um, so I think it's a bit of a bit of a masterstroke there from Southgate with how he shut that down Um, and Croatia did look a very poor side definitely not like the 2018 version Hannah, how do you, how do you
0: does does your watching of football change for for England games than it did for town? Feel very. How does the experience differ for you? That's a, I guess, as a town related podcast, it's not a bad one to to look at. I mean, firstly, I don't expect anyone to make runs into the box, and that slightly freaks me out. I don't expect anyone to have a first touch. Um, how how does it differ? Do do, do your um, aspirations change?
2: I, well, for a start, I don't pick my nails as much in in fear of what could happen. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a lot different. It's more of a in recent years, it's more of a fun experience, dare I say it, to watch England because the result, you know, it's not that close to your heart as watching Town. But um, yeah, it's great to see the the quality that we don't we don't see at Town often. Um, so yeah, it's it is a big contrast.
0: Yeah, and what about Mike? How do you how do you find that? I mean, I find it a bit. My heart isn't 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 in it as much. But obviously, being an exile like yourself, I find that it's a uh, it's an experience at least I can share with everyone around the house and around the neighbourhood. No one really cares if town lose an older shot.
1: Yeah, you don't you don't feel uh, as much as a weirdo dear walking around supporting them. Um, it's it's an odd one really. I can't put my finger on it. I do feel more involved with a town game and a town result um and a more more emotionally attached to it than an england one and i don't know why that is maybe it's just the years and years of of getting your hopes up and then it all going wrong i think that must be it
0: now we 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 did mention the substitutions i was worried that southgate was very much in the role of paul Hurst today (laughs) Because he seemed to wait until the mi- the minute ticked over 65 before he even looked at his bench. There's five substitutions. It's 30 degrees outside. I'm sure that both of you are as melting as much as I am. Um, uh, well, especially during the middle of the day. Were you surprised that... I mean, I don't think all of them were used. Were you surprised that that wasn't a, a game plan to sort of, you know, tell Sterling or whoever to run out there for 45 minutes. Don't worry if you die and come half-time because you're, you're coming off and I don't know Rashford or Saka's coming
1: on. I mean, personally, I thought I thought what Southgate would do beforehand was was play Foden or Grealish, Rashford or Sterling, and then sort of change it around after an hour uh, in the heat, hoping that they've run they've run the uh, Croatian ragged, and then more of the same for the last half an hour. So I was I was quite surprised he didn't make the subs, uh, especially in the heat um, and how the game was going. I'd have liked to have seen something a little earlier to try and stretch stretch a in Croatian defence. Um. yeah and Hannah
0: we've got two games left now very similar to the last World Cup there are rumours suggested that second might not be the worst position to put ourselves in for this group table uh, the winners of this group play the runners up of what are the group of death which I believe please do correct me are what Portugal Germany France and Hungary Yeah. so do we want to lose to Scotland or do we want to lose to the Czech Republic? And if so, when do we bring on Matt Green? And when do we bring on Luke Waterfall? Uh, but um, will you? Do you think we'll we'll win this group now? Is that what your uh, my concern is? Is that we'll play half decent, and then we'll get France or Portugal in the next in the round of sixteen, and we're out. Um, what are we, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean you always want to win your games and I I would never be one to say we need to throw a game. Like we need to win as many as we can win. But um, yeah, if we play second place, probably France may win the group and then it'll be Portugal or Germany. I don't know. We could beat them. Like we, don't rule us out. We're a big team. But then I think if we win that one, we then have to play the winner of Spain's group. So, you know, we've got a hard run in. And um my partner's Welsh, and we were looking at their running, and it's totally different. Um, and I believe we would meet them in the semis, possibly.
0: I mean, that is some optimism <laughs> in in the in the Welsh household. Um, <laughs> I mean, ha, is he confident? I was slightly worried about Wales's performance. He's, like, uh, oh, he's
2: confident of a second place finish in the groups.
0: Wow, that's that's yeah. impressive. So Turkey, uh, Turkey for the chop.
2: Apparently so, yeah. Mike, what were you
0: going to say?
1: I was, yeah, I was just going to go back to to Hannah's point about the groups. I mean, I don't, I don't think it makes much difference whether we whether we win or come second. And I do now think we will win. Now we seem to have got the the tougher of the group games out the way. I think you're going to have to play France or Germany, pretty much. And I think those teams are the sort of teams we need to be playing regularly in tournament football and beating, so it doesn't really make much difference if we play them now or play them later. Um, And if you're playing France or you're playing Germany, it's still a tough game. So I'd rather go into it with as much confidence as we can, having battered Scotland and the Czech Republic, go in and beat the French 5-0, easy. Yeah, (laughs) I mean,
0: I, I mean, that's brilliant. I'm slightly worried the last month of sort of off field action at our club has affected your view of football. And that is quite (laughs) now 29
1: years has affected me.
0: (laughs) Well, this last month has made you, we, you don't know how to control it. You're like me. There's no, there's no middle ground anymore. And now we've had, you're like, you're, you're obviously a, a part of Stockholm syndrome. You've had, 17 years of being viciously abused and, and held hostage with a gun to your head. And the first person that's come in that cell that's offered you a, twi- uh, a Twix at twix and, and giving you a hug, you've you've fallen completely and it's it's changed your mindset of the whole world around you. Five nil at France. I mean, I would love it. I mean, I won't be able to go back to France, I don't think. Um, because maybe get... I should
1: sit down and have a pint,
0: mate. Yeah, maybe <laughs> far too positive, I think. That's what the problem is now. But I was just I mean, if we we have to when we go to France now, because I don't know if you know about it, but some of the rules on Brexit is if you're not, st- you have to have th- the money on you for how much you're going to uh, for a place you're going to stay. So if you're staying for two weeks, you need to have money for two weeks to be there. And if you're not staying in a hotel, you have to let have to have a letter from the town mayor of the friend you're staying at to say that you're, uh, you know, you're going there and you're you're allowed to stay at their their property. I'm slightly worried if we do beat France 5-0 this is a long way of going about it uh, that I won't get that letter uh, but um there we go um look we've got to talk about Christian Eriksen it was an appalling uh, image I was watching the cricket uh, before it came in it was it was a terrible sight very obviously uh, very uh, well for myself it reminded me a lot of Martin Pringle uh, and and the atmosphere that happened around that terrible incident at Blundell Park uh, but the latest has said that he's he's getting on the mend and, and such, um, and it was great to see the reactions from both the fans and the officials. Uh, I don't know if we want to talk too much about it, but what were your thoughts, Hannah? What did you have any takeaways from it?
2: Yeah, we we actually got home and turned the television on just as the sort of the aftermath was happening, so um, we didn't see the incident, but we saw you know the footage that followed and the footage that shouldn't have followed. Um, just, well, yeah, it, it was just shocking and, and shocking that they kept the cameras rolling and um, shocking that the BBC didn't cut to studio or to adverts. It was just, it wasn't right at the time. Um, but so pleased to hear that he's, he's pulled through and, um, that they got the CPR there in time, um, and that there were medics in the ground and the had been in the ground, which was so important. Um, and yeah, it's just, well, it just just goes to show that football isn't really about life or death, is it?
0: No, and you work with St John's ambulance, and and um, you work with um, sorry, what is the name? What is it? Is it? Phyllis? No, Phyllis Tuckwell's mine. That's that's our local hospice down here. What's what's the hospice there? Is it St Barnabas?
2: Yeah, I work with St Barnabas, and I volunteer for St John as well.
0: How 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 regular? Sort of how how sort of easy to, to locate and to get hold of these defibs are there in public because you see them now and again i know my village of kilby's got one sort of stapled to the spa shop um are they quite widely accessible around around the, the country
2: um more and more so over recent years and um, there still needs to be more i think but um yeah like our village has got one um so could there be two? Probably, because it would it would be a good five to ten minute jog for some people to get to it. So, so yeah, they they are quite costly though. So they need fundraising for.
0: It might be longer for some, including my own. In fact, the defib would probably need to be used on me by the time I get to it. Um, I mean, Mike, what were your thoughts on, on when you saw it and 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 takeaways? Hannah's right. I thought the camera was really odd. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: I know it comes from. I think it's a UEFA feed, um, so it's kind of it not the BBC's fault with the show what they were being shown, but they could, I guess, have done their best to cut to the studio. I know Denmark's TV broadcaster, who obviously it was in Copenhagen, they were able to cut to a drone shot. So I assume they have additional cameras there, like maybe the BBC have yeah. in 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 Wembley. Um, what were your takeaways and thoughts on it? It was shocking.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I was watching it live. I I turned the cricket off before um before then, so I sort of saw what was coming in the cricket. But I was watching it live, and just the, the sort of the way he went down, you sort of instantly had a feel that there was something something not right about that. Um, and sort of everybody in our house sort of instantly just like stopped what they were doing and just just was watching all this unfold. And I mean the the 13 minutes that it went on for, it felt like a day, felt like an absolute age. Um. Like Hannah, I was equally as sort of disgusted by the way that those close-ups of them performing CPR, um, close-ups of his his partner. Um, so I don't really blame the cameramen too much. I mean, that's their job, but there's a director in the studio that really shouldn't have cut to those images to be broadcast. And I mean, it's the sad state of affairs where you can see his, his teammates and his friends are having to form a shield around their friend because they know that's what's going to happen to try and protect their friend while he's fighting for his life. And I think if it, it's great thing that they have all this, all this medical support there at stadiums now, and that's obviously come through through previous incidents and things, but I'd hope if one thing was to come from this um, and keeping everything crossed that Christian recovers fully. But I think if one thing was to come from this is there should be some sort of protocol where directors and TV companies, have rules about what they broadcast when something like this happens, because it is happening more and more. And we don't need to see that on the television. Um, I I mean, there's kids watching that his his family are watching that from home. I mean, we, we don't see pitch invaders or we don't see players when they have messages on their shirts because UEFA have, have put rules in place yet. It's perfectly acceptable for, for footage and, and scenes of, of a, of, a, of a player being given CPR and life-saving treatment to be broadcast around the world. Um, I really do think there needs to be some something that comes from this where that sort of thing, there's a protocol in place and it just doesn't happen because we don't need to see that. His family didn't need to see that. Yeah. And,
0: and and I guess I would probably echo the same sentiment, especially with playing the game as well. I know that um, obviously the players had, had, had spoken to Christian before the game started apparently. Um, but I, I guess, I mean, you've kind of got to take their decision at, at, at sort of face value and hope that they're happy to do so. It looked like they're in shock. That goal that they conceded looked like yeah. Schmeichel wasn't 100% there. It was um, it was surprising. I just don't think that those decisions, it's not what they need to be focused on. But hey, if they played it, then I hope that they're just going to have the support they need around them to be able to to deal with it. Because who was I, who did I hear earlier? Uh, there was something about uh, a relatively similar thing that happened, but they didn't receive any support afterwards. They just they just got on with it. Uh, I believed it might have been Spurs and 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 Bolton. They just there was no support for the players afterwards to to deal with it. What were you going to say, Mike?
1: I I just think the the whole situation where the players were asked if they wanted to play was ludicrous. I mean, uh, normal people in in situations like that are in shock and you would never put a decision like that in in people's hands. So I don't know why UEFA thought it was something they should do. And if you listen to Smychel, he was told it was either you play tonight or you play from 12 o'clock tomorrow. So they wanted to play tonight, but they should never have been put in that position to have to go out and play after they've just seen that 90 minutes ago. But with UEFA, it doesn't surprise me, I'm afraid. Yeah.
0: Um, anything else before we move on to a one one show style link change?
2: Yeah, I think um, I read a few months ago that Denmark actually have mandatory CPR lessons in their primary schools. And I, I just think that this highlights how this should be mandatory across the board for all countries. It's so important and... So many people go into cardiac arrest. It's one of the biggest killers. So I just think it's a no-brainer. And I think Denmark have got it right there.
0: Yeah, from what I know as well, the, the hospital's only across the road as well. It's kind of like a park and then it was the other side of it. Um, anyway, we hope he's he, he comes out well. He seems to be up and, and speaking to people and, and having a chat. So hopefully that'll be good. God knows what it's going to do for his career, if there's even going to be one after this. Um, so I just...
1: Yeah. So one thing Alex is I think I think the guy uh, the the paramedics and the medics that attended I mean full credit to them they've obviously done what they're trained to do every day which is saving lives and it's probably we take it a little bit for granted but you know well done to them they've they acted quickly and look like hopefully they've they've saved a saved a life there. Right.
0: We're glad we're moving on. Let's go for a shift change. Um I mean, we there are some pictures going around of Grimsby fans who are able to to hijack a Scunthorpe United flag at Wembley and have stuck some Grimsby Town stickers on it. And, and we can't condone that sort of behaviour, but we can congratulate it and celebrate it, uh, as I assume that is entirely different from condoning it. Um, look, we can't move on without... with We can't wrap this up without talking about the, the last month or so in town. We'll have a proper podcast about it. How have you both felt in the last month after we'd done our season review? We've we've spoken to Jason and uh, and Andrew. Everything seems to be well. Personally, I'm I'm over the moon. Hannah, I'll come to you first. What are you thinking about it, and 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 what are your initial thoughts on how the takeover has gone and 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 what they've done?
2: I'm just so pleased. I mean, the takeover has gone amazing. They've made all the right movements to please the town fans but it seems genuinely as well which I it was really missing before the the genuine aspect of everything um yeah bringing Debbie in um to the board as well as Christine again that's another big one for me as a female town fan um the new season ticket structure how they're the highlighting different areas of people to get discounts I really like that um I like that I can now bring my three-year-old free of charge um so yeah brilliant um yeah just really excited for next season and and also really excited for the pre-season friendlies that we're actually getting this year
0: more than one who'd have thought it (laughs) are spoiled well and truly spoiled mike how have you felt about it um we've already talked about your positivity on it has this been the is this been the the sort of the catalyst to that and and how have you felt it's been going
1: well, it's like a breath of fresh air, isn't it? Really, um, I, I don't know. You've had six, sixteen years of this cloud hanging over you, and it seems within a couple of months y- y- there's a fresh life about the place. And I don't really think they've done anything to reinvent the wheel. I think they've just engaged with fans, which, which as fans, I think is is what we want the most. It's just that engagement to see what we what we want and how we want to how we want to do it. I mean, some of the things with um, bringing new representation onto the board, um, some of the things they're doing back a house especially the season ticket packages it's all just just such a such a good thing to be to be seeing finally at our club coming into the 21st century
0: well I, I can only echo that sort of stuff one of the things that I've really liked which um which was which gave me a better idea of what they're going to be like is uh, when the um when that court case part was coming out about town being potentially arguing relegation and such um that wasn't something they put in place but it was their first real bump in the road that they had to manage and they had to deal with it i thought it was dealt with really professionally really quickly and actually one of those things that shows that what could necessarily be a quick negative on the club can be turned around and, and changed to a quick win and to, to to respectfully pull out of it and to say look this isn't the decision we're going to make this is something we've obviously got um we've got a bias towards and as such we won't be you know Uh, we won't be involved in it um was 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 really great to see and i think that showed me more than anything about how the club is going to be run between now and, and 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 well throughout their their dynasty i guess um it's been a what are you looking forward to most i guess we've had the broadly game announced we've stolen a scunny player from under their nose we've got a fan zone uh we've got tickets now for exiles like ourselves mike and and i don't think i can class you as an exile let's be honest you're an nln postcode it don't count um case is in an ln postcode uh but um it's um the 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 membership scheme on that which allows us to have a sixth game free should we wish to um what 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 have been the main highlights for for yourselves what are the, the the takeaways is a terrible thing to say uh but um what what have you liked mike what have what what was, what's the one that's really shone out for
1: you? I think the fan survey is the one that's really shone out um, and again it, it just goes back to a level of engagement I think just coming straight through the door and the first thing that's going on is there's some fan engagement and that's above everything else that's the thing that, I, that has shone through to me as the biggest takeaway from it to use your phrase.
0: And Hannah what about yourself?
2: I have to agree I think like, the ultimate thing is just listening to the fans, whether that be through the fan survey or, you know, through speaking to people like us on the podcast, um, more engagement with the media. I just think the fact they're listening to us, it, it makes everyone feel counted all of a sudden, and, and we haven't done for years.
0: Yeah, it's, it's been incredible. Right, Before we'll go on to AOB. Has anybody got anything else to add? Because we're all missing apparently a barnstorm of a game between Netherlands and and the Ukraine. Um, I'm not at all distracted by it. Um, Currently nil-nil with half an hour gone. Um, To sort of go through what people have been saying then, uh, James Howard said um, Calvin Phillips can't be dropped after that performance today. I thought he was brilliant. I was slightly worried he'd played a couple of friendlies and hadn't been outstanding. Um, he was everywhere. Walker, whilst good defensively, was a bit wayward with his passing. Trippier, him from the, cutting in from the right, ended a few attacks too. Uh, I quite like Trippier, including there. And I think he's a bit like Jaden Sancho. He's massively overlooked because he's caught sort of out of sight, out of mind. He's just won the Liga with the best defensively managed team in, I would say, Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's an incredible player to have there. Um, yeah. What were you going to say, Mike?
1: I just, I just think with Trippier, what you get is you get experience, you get defensive solidity, which is, I think, exactly why Gareth put him in there. Um, he's had to take, uh, Maguire's not there, so Mings is coming in on the left-hand side of the of the two centre-halves. And I think he's just gone with Trippier because of the experience and the defensive solidity.
0: Yeah, I, I would probably agree. Uh, we've got also Jason Ives, uh, oh, oh yeah, and James obviously adds at the end that um, his, his thoughts are with Christian Eriksson. Uh, Jason, I said it was a good win. There will be changes. Italy were decent, and thank God for Christian, uh, and the medics, and the teammates. Um, I think we keep. I, I I see this obsession with a starting eleven. We've got five subs. Like it doesn't really matter to me who starts. It's it's how you use your players as you go. We can, if we can bring on Grealish after sixty minutes and Croatia are blowing out their ass. It's in, it's an incredible luxury to to have. Um, has anybody got any last points? That's the questions
1: done. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Just, just on that one, Alex, it's, it's very similar to with the five subs, it's very similar to what you see in rugby at the minute is where the team that finishes the game isn't necessarily the team that starts the game and they don't consider it as sort of substitutions. It sort of finishes. So the players you bring on once the once the uh, the opposition are tired to influence the game in those last 10 minutes where most football games are won and lost. So I think it's a huge positive having five substitutions, but also having the wealth of Um, ability on the bench in your Sancho's your Rashford's those sorts of players yeah I agree
0: well I mean that's it that's our first one ever done thank you both very much for joining us this was definitely thrown together in the last minute and I think we've survived it very much without having to talk about you know it's weird not talking about town that much It's, it's slightly odd um well, thank you all so much for joining us. We'll be back uh, very soon, I think. I think we're going to try and do one in the next couple of days as the games come in thick and fast uh, because we've missed out, what, two days and we we're already sort of four games behind, um, which feels a bit like this pad- podcast was originally. Uh, but um, <laughs> there we go. Hannah, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll see you very shortly. Mike as well, thank you so much. Uh, and we shall see you all soon. See you all later. Bye.